tiempo pasó, me arrepentí, ahora pediré tu perdón. Mi indecisión causó el gran error, me dominó el temor. Hello everybody, welcome to We View Yasha. It's a podcast that is in dire need of a tagline. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're here to talk about episode 26, Secret of the Jewel of Four Souls Revealed. For some reason, that title is really hard to say. It is. Lindsay, are you excited? We're almost done with season one. Wow. That only took... (laughs) (laughs) Months? We started in July, and it went much faster once I started watching... Two episodes at once. Could you imagine? We would probably still be at the Soul Piper. <laughs> and doesn't that feel like oh, ages so ago? So long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't live in a pre-Shippo world anymore. Oh. So yeah, uh, this this dividing line between the seasons seems a little arbitrary. I was trying to look for anything else. There is a gap between air dates in season two, though. They take a break from February to September, something like that. I'd have have to look it up, but it seems to me that a really good finale would have been the previous episode, and this one serves as a good premiere because it recaps everything and you learn about the Shikan Jewel once and for all. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, what, ten days after the slaughter of the Slayer Village? Yeah. And Sango's given time to heal. Uh, too much time, according to Inuyasha, <laughs> and not enough, according to Moroku. So we'll split the difference and just say she's fine now. <laughs> They're still at that Slayer village, though, uh, ten days later. Uh, probably mourning, partially. Uh, it, tactically, probably not a good idea, since if Naraku was looking for you, that might be the first place he'd look. But maybe he doesn't want to kill these people exactly. He wants to make them suffer. I don't think he's in a hurry to get the jewels. No, he can outlast certainly Moroku and anybody else. He's also, I never thought his goal was to get the jewel anyway. That primary goal was Kikyo, maybe, initially. And mm. I don't know if that's still his. Oh, I see. Good point. <laughs> Well, that's the problem with the chess game, is I'm bad at it, so I would not be a good party member. We all know I'd be the shippo of the group. You'd be the Kagome. <laughs> well, you're, you're too... I don't know, maybe I haven't seen your dark side, but uh, you could be the Sango. I don't think I'm tough enough to be the Sango. Okay, so somewhere in between. He's way too much of a badass. <laughs> we were sure we would not be in the same room <laughs> recording a podcast. <laughs> I'll be the Nobunaga. So Kagome is washing clothes at the Slayer Village, and we get a little Shippo and Miyoga recap. Miyoga is very interested in all of this uh, jewel nonsense, as uh, we find out a little later in a very strange third act to the episode that I have more questions than answers about. He wants Inuyasha wants to know where Naraku's castle is, but Sango doesn't remember, and Moroku says it's probably a spell. Which seems like a really quick writer's way to make her forget that yeah. where the castle is, because we know she was there. Yeah, and it's like it's not like she was like a little kid who's just following. I mean, she's old enough to probably right. Naraku's abilities never seemed to include mind control. 
in that second Silence of the Lambs movie, they imply that Hannibal Lecter has some sort of hypnotic power, which is how he convinced Mason Verger to cut his own face off. And Mason was high, of course, but he's also like, here, this is a good idea. Cut your face off and feed it to the dog. So if Naraku has powers like that, Lindsay's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Yes, sir, I know this song. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens that in Hannibal. That might be a reason I never saw <laughs> Oh, the horrific violence or just against the idea? We said everything we needed to say in Silence of the Lambs. We... Yeah, exactly. Okay, fine. <laughs> Either way, Naraku weaves a web and I guess he can trick people pretty easily and... And this is the argument that uh, they have where Inuyasha brags about their ability to, we just do it right now. If I were Sango, I'd get over all this and just go. And he gets a log thrown at his head. Yeah. First of many times Inuyasha is punished for being a, a somewhat uncouth individual. A little unsympathetic. Yeah. And Sango, who's out of bed, is mourning at one of the graves and seems very grateful that they've buried the dead and put markers on them. I think I forgot to ask you if you noticed this uh, last episode, but do you remember our very first ending theme song mm -hmm. when we first see Sango and she's kneeling at graves? Ah! And the graves have weapons on them. Those are the weapons of her. Interesting. Yeah, I know her father had that weird U-shaped thing that was like broken and laying on one of the graves. Well, if they had kept their original closing theme, I might have noticed that. <laughs> Yeah, no, but they, they changed, changed it before. It just before <laughs> she's introduced. No, that's great. They imply that she has a dark past, and I guess the cart she's sitting on could be Moroku's cart after he swindled a bunch of people. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's Moroku. He's an opportunist. <laughs> yeah. I think that whole thing of them burying the bodies makes her trust them, even though they're wandering around with a half-demon and a weird little boy. And a pervert oh, yeah. flea. I do like it was Inuyasha who was like, we got to bury him. Sango also joins because of the jewel. And yes, she Kugo, wants revenge. And Kagome is in possession of it, and she's going to relate the story of the jewel's creation to them. So at the cave, uh, Miyoga is wrong about the whole speak friend and enter <laughs> in, the, in Gandalf Very terms. embarrassed. <laughs> It's the barrier uh, protects people from going in. Uh, the barrier is from the woman who birthed the sacred jewel, created it, whatever. Uh, and she, uh, it's the sign of her regret, uh, keeping people away. Uh, she says what allows you to enter. Is it your sympathy for her? Yes, your sympathy for the lives destroyed by this woman. Okay, yeah, so ambition is going to keep you from the jewel and that's why everybody can enter at that moment it's except for Miyoga who appears to be uh, too too eager yeah uh, hold that in your brain for questions <laughs> later and um, oh Inuyasha's carrying uh, Sango oh, yeah. as well so they enter uh, they go all the way into a mound of decaying monsters or surrounding a warrior woman who's uh, missing a hole in her chest. We don't see that yet, though, because uh, Sango has to tell uh, way back when, hundreds of years ago, when a noble council ruled all of Japan, there was uh, plagues and famine, and she was the the one true warrior who could keep the demons at bay in, in the midst of battle. The progenitor of the four souls, probably, 
I mean, I guess they just go into what the four souls are, and they create all life on Earth. Do you have the names down? Okay. No. <laughs> I do remember um, the translation, though. Oh, give me the translation. Uh, courage, friendship, wisdom, and love. Okay. And then I do like how they... The only thing is, though, like when it says courage, and it has like Miroku next to it, I'm like, that's pretty Inuyasha and friendship should be Miroku. <laughs> and then Sangha was with wisdom, and then of course people made it love. As love. But um, I did kind of think that was cool, like a four... Yep. <laughs> it's a support class, I guess. I do like how they kind of... Yeah. They illustrate for us uh, each party member and their strongest. And you want a good, diverse party if you're going into battle. Dungeons and Dragons, League of Legends. I don't need to tell you folks. You're all nerds. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce the each of the souls uh, like the English voice actor does. So, incorrectly. Aramitama. Nigimitama. Kushimitama, Sakimata. Courage, friendship, wisdom, love. But of course, Inuyasha breaks this whole thing by saying, <laughs> Must not have been a very good priestess if she lost. And Sango says, The battle isn't over. What? And that's when they see that her heart is missing. So she took, um, is it just a demon? Um, I think she said that a demon sunk its teeth into her. Mm -hmm. And before she. Like we're gonna die. She pulled the demon soul into her own, and then rejected both her soul and the demon soul, which became the sacred, the sacred jewel. jewel. Both signs of and light and dark. And both souls are still fighting within that jewel. Yep. Uh, I don't know if we'll learn later that there was something special about this particular demon, um, or if it was just the the demon that happened to come after her while she was fatigued from battle, because it waged for. Like seven days, seven seven days. days. Yeah. A whole damn week. <laughs> As they learn about the sacred jewel, this does not phase Inuyasha, who just says, well, I'm just going to grab that jewel and become a full-fledged demon, and I don't care about anybody. And then he's flung outside of the cave. <laughs> Midoriya's version of this. <laughs> As Shippo says, just got to twist that knife in, Shippo. Yeah, he's ejected uh, rather violently. <laughs> Lady likes Quite injecting things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little later, we have another Shippo and Miyoga recap. I guess this is just Shippo saying, so what, here's what went on in the cave. I'm sure this isn't going to spur you on to do weird nonsense later. <laughs> and Sango's telling everybody that um, how her grandfather uh, recovered the jewel from just a demon who happened to be in possession of it. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, the jewel was kind of tough, demon or evil human. And... Yeah. Never used for good, but... A little bit of the One Ring stuff. It has had many owners until finally it landed in uh, the village of the Slayers. And they very wisely gave it to a priestess who could purify it. They found out, and she decided to take possession of it and protect it from anyone else. Uh, because she's a good person, and Lindsay's favorite character. Yeah. All right, you could be the Kikyo of the group. <laughs> Would you be pre or post Life, Kikyo. Hmm. Well, I think I'm rather cynical now. <laughs> Perhaps I would be Kikyo. <laughs> Resurrecio. <laughs> you hide your cynicism, though, much better. Uh, Moroku is the one who says that he has never heard of the tale of the jewel being used uh, for good. Is this why I think Inuyasha's on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> Moroku knows it, so he yells outside, like, hey. You hear that, Inuyasha? <laughs> don't ever use the jewel. He's like, ah. Yeah. You know nothing. <laughs> he says something like, first things first, I'm killing Naraku. 
Savage. Good boy. Everybody hates him. He might feel better after after yeah, he does it. Really, what united this group? Really, mm-hmm. separate ship though. <laughs> well, just an orphan. It's like a, a dangerous orphanage that he lives in. He's got several mommy <laughs> figures now. And a giant cat pet. So he's it's coming up gangbusters now. He's got a weird, creepy uncle who hits on every woman. And even, <laughs> and an even creepier grandfather lives in Florida and uh, <laughs> remembers your birthday. It's at night now. Uh, Kirara wakes and smells smoke at the cave mouth, and Miyoga has taken her, has taken Kirara and the jewel up to the mouth of the cave. Why? See, I'm not sure if he needs the jewel to go through the barrier or if he acted like he was sorry enough to go through the barrier. I don't know why. For someone who's usually so smart and has all the answers, why he would be so stupid. Yeah, this was... I thought he had ulterior motives that he was going to try and resurrect the the woman. Yeah. uh, But he never says. And... I... Imagine he's writing to you all because he doesn't want to hop all the way down the cave. Yeah. Because I think he comments on, oh, we need good time. Or maybe he took her so that she wouldn't wake up Sango or anybody. Bizarre plan. Because he also says, like, oh, we're almost done. I'll, I'll finish my work in a second. And he grabs the jewel and hops on up uh, to Midoriko. Yeah. And that's when he accidentally reawakens all of the demons. Who could have foreseen this coming? Whoops. And then drops the damn jewel. And then tries to run away. And yeah. Kilala's like, uh, um, jewel. Yeah, staying here <laughs> and we're just fighting. leave it. <laughs> yeah, of all the things he's done, this is by far the worst. Yeah, it's really, I mean, even in his, like, pursuit for knowledge, it seems a little out of character for him. Mm-hmm. If, if we just had an answer. Uh, listeners, if you know the answer, <laughs> write well, us in. Well, that's He's never actively worked against the group yes, either. Yes, and this is just seems like he's starting trouble for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Because, the... <laughs> like, this episode's a little too slow, so we need a fight. We need it's a third act. What it feels like. I would have thought that this whole thing would have been a flashback, that we would have seen in kind of real time all of the battles that led the mm-hmm. jewel to this point, and then we zoom out, and it's uh, Sango telling the story as she recovers. But instead, you know, the... <laughs> Can't have an Inuyasha <laughs> episode without a fight in the third act, I guess. Inuyasha fighting. Mm-hmm. But uh, our gang wakes up and figure out what the hell's going on pretty fast. Uh, Kirara uh, lunges to get the jewel, gets wrapped up by a dragon. Do they hear something? Like the cave rattle or something? A shake? Or... I think uh, just, uh, Kirara's missing. Miyoga's nowhere to be found either. And Inuyasha's like, something's going on at the cave. Oh, that's not him. Death is going on at the cave. It's not him either. I'll work on my Inuyasha. Yeah, it was a ninja turtle. But this is, I guess this is where Midoriko reawakens, quote unquote, and slices the demon. Oh yeah, it's got a Kilala all trapped and squeezing her to death. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden the spirit comes out of like the statue. Mm-hmm. I do, I honestly, I love that part. They're like super, super cool. Yeah, I like her design, too. Yeah. A little different from what the mummy would uh, imply, but... Yeah, I like her armor, and it just... Uh, she looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoga, who is obsessed with Midoriko for some reason, she flies through the air and 
slices the demon, mm-hmm. and then it turns into Inuyasha. Yeah, what are they saying here? I think it was Inuyasha who came in and saved him the whole time, but Mioga was seeing it as Midoriko. But mm-hmm. I like to think that really her spirit did come out and help. And maybe it was just in Inuyasha. I mean, maybe she was embodying what she stood for, you know? I think that's it. Because a more literal interpretation is that he's the resurrection of her. Or a descendant <laughs> or something. I don't know. I think he does embody the uh, protective spirit. Yeah. Which is... Is he... No, he's friendship, right? He should be courage. Yeah, he was. I feel like he should be courage. They have those two switch. I feel like well, he's the boy friendlier. <laughs> <laughs> He's the ladies. Yeah, that's what's up. That uh, Moroku leaves with the jewel. Good on him. That he's. Like, I'm getting this out of here. Bye. <laughs> I'm not gonna stay and help. I need to get this out. I've got a job. <laughs> And Inuyasha finds Miyoga and... Uh, that was kind of... He's like, I know only one idiot. He's looking through her yeah. fur. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. here we'd get an answer, but we didn't really. Uh, in a somewhat disturbing bit of abuse, Inuyasha grabs Miyoga, shakes him around, and oh. throws him against a stalagmite, stalactite. Miyoga's hardy, though. He's, he'll be fine. <laughs> Why don't you sleep on it? And they must have decided, too, that they needed an ending. So Kirara curls up in front of uh, Midoriko, and, and and some Kagome voiceover says that perhaps she had a protector as well. Yeah, another spot with. And... Strange, strange ending. Yeah, just kind of sudden and just like, eh. Yeah, it wasn't really set up. The only little bit of setup would be at one point, it's during the Kagome and Sango conversation at the graves. Uh, Kirara kind of looks up at Kagome like she is the new uh, protector of the jewel. Yeah, it's, they could have developed it like a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it's just a little forced. Not the usual Inuyasha mark of writing quality. Not indicative of it in this episode. Because uh, all this knowledge of the jewel will be valuable to us and to our characters. At least we finally know. Now we gotta learn how Kikio got her powers. Um, this episode was coming off the whole little Sango introduction. Very, I don't know, not nearly as enjoyable. But, I mean, it's hard. Sango's introduction was amazing. Yeah. And it had so much. And this is, I mean, you gotta let her recover. You Mm. gotta, and why not give a little bit of history of the jewel while we're here? It's felt like an episode that you just kind of had to do. <laughs> oh, it's like the homework that you do before you go out and uh, uh, play with a super soaker? Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, we're in this village. We were teasing it, you know, in the other episode. We guess we, we better just get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this over with episode. Well, that's a strong recommendation from, <laughs> from Lindsay. I'd call it middle of the road, sure. Um, it, it felt too, like Miyoko's a little out of character. The ending just seemed a little mm-hmm. cobbled together. Mm-hmm. The fight seemed forced too. It was like we got to have an action scene. This is too too slow. So yeah, this, hey, this I could know. be where their popularity is starting to get to them. That they feel like they have to. Says, "Well, we're in Yasha. We have to give the kids what we want." 
it's like, oh, you became popular because you did all kinds of uh, different stuff, including the fights. Not what I would call filler because, like, it is progressing the story still. Yeah, they didn't go to a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's save our rating of it for when we rate our top three and bottom three. Yay, Lindsay. season one, because we are almost there. I'm so excited. Well, thanks for joining us, listeners. Now Lindsay is going to think of a tagline right now, and we'll go out on that note. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Bye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>